Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. I'm joined by someone I'm proud to call a colleague and my friend. Ken Cook is the president and co-founder of the Environmental Working Group, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to protecting human health and the environment. Ken has truly led the way in developing initiatives to reverse the harmful impact of industrial agriculture. I have had the pleasure and honor of working with Ken on some of our most pressing water issues. Ken and I, I promise you, we could talk for about 12 hours or longer. And we have, and we have. have, And we will continue to, and not touch on half of what we are up against. But today, I'm going to try to focus on a single issue, Ken, okay? And that's PFOS. Okay. And that's Per what how is per fluoro alkin? I believe I pronounced that correct. <laughs> and it took me forever. Close to enough. To, okay, we just say PFAS now. We just say PFAS and PFOA. PFAS. It yeah. took me forever to learn how to say per octanoic acid. Right. Exactly. So, but tests that have been commissioned by EWG have found this toxic fluorinated chemical in the drinking water of dozens of U.S. cities. The results confirm that the number of Americans exposed to PFAS from contaminated tap water has been dramatically underestimated. Oh my gosh, Ken, it's so nice yeah. to have you here. It's so great to be here. We've, oh. you know, as we were setting this call up and I was thinking about it, it was like Camp, Camp Lejeune when you came to oh Capitol Hill and, and jumped into that and it just electrified the whole issue and you know, we, we got some measure of justice for those folks who'd been poisoned by their own own government in service. And I know it, uh, you know, it was so meaningful to you because of your kids who serve uh, or served. And so anyway, yeah, it's it's great. It's great to be um, chatting with you and congrats on your, on your new book. I look forward to reading it. I just got it today. As I said before the, the I just got it. So I look forward to reading it. Well, I think you're going to enjoy it. And, and you've been such a leader. I can go, oh my gosh, it feels forever ago when I, when I met you. When did you meet? You even <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. No, we don't. No, Because it would require carbon dating or something like some advanced <laughs> scientific technique. Um, you were correct. It was a long time ago. And I mean, it was like really when the film first came out, if you can believe that, about 20 I, years ago. I think it might've been. Yeah. Well, Anyway, you're, you're still on the front line, still leading everybody, and thank you for that. So, and, and so were you, an environmental working group, and, and I, I watched in awe of your maneuvers and, and their good maneuvers up on the hill with the policy. And I don't think people, we talk about that in the book, Ken, um, how policies are outdated yeah. and how we need reform. And you guys have been in the forefront of that. Well, thanks. You know, I, I, I've been thinking about it lately and thinking, uh, so, I've, you know, when you, when you realize what DuPont, for example, this, the, you know, the, one of the original villains in this story is the DuPont company and 3M and lots of other companies overseas who made this category of nonstick uh, 
oil, water repellent chemicals. They used for Scotchgard, used for Teflon, used on, you know, everything. And they now are, they contaminate the whole planet from the Arctic to the Antarctic and everything in between. But, but when you realize how they went about their decision-making, and then you realize the world that you and I work in, Aaron, where we, you know, we, we try and, we try and use the policies as they've, you know, as they exist, whereas they, they bend and break every possible rule. They lie. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they file false permits or they don't file permits at all. They conduct studies that show harm and they don't disclose them. When they are brought to trial, they try and get rid of judges. They, they, they destroy evidence, you, you know. And so it, so it sometimes feels like, Environmental policy, the way it's really made with the insiders and, uh, and their own set of rules that apply to them, it feels like we're kind of at the kids' table, right, <laughs> with our stuff, right? We're at the table. Right. <laughs> it's not their table. Yeah. At table. <laughs> it's really, it's just like, you know, well, you know, we're going we're gonna to file these complaints. We're going to test water. We're going we're gonna to go up on Capitol Hill. And but I'm very proud of what we do. And I know you, you should be. rouse people up uh, at the grassroots level. But what we really need people to understand is that second set of rules needs to be changed that mm-hmm. they get to operate by, where they buy influence, they hire access guys, they hire crisis management firms, they, you know, they, they, they test water, find bad stuff in it, don't tell anybody, don't get in any trouble. They spin off companies so that they don't have to face liability. All this stuff, this second world of environmental policy that really determines how things work, that needs to change. And um, we can't do it just by tuning up the Safe Drinking Water Act. You know, we have to do something much deeper, which I know you hear every, every time you go and speak to people about one Absolutely. of the issues. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm so glad we started off on this subject because I, I will get to the PFOS, but it, I think... It is such a shock. It, it always was for me and that people don't realize what's going on, that we don't have a seat at the table, that there's this idea that these agencies or these guidelines have set something that yeah. wouldn't allow to harm us. When I see the whole system is designed ass backwards yeah. and I find out that people are shocked and the PFOA and the PFOS is a great discussion to have around this because correct me if I'm wrong 3M notified EPA when that this chemical was a bad actor and you better keep an eye on it was that I'm sorry years I just, ago? I, yeah 20 years ago yeah exactly right. they they knew they, they knew. knew all along they knew it would get in people they were finding it in you know in wildlife um, you know Canadian scientists were were finding it uh, and and there were even a couple of a couple of um, dentists who who found um, fluoride in water years earlier, and they said this this is not from fluoridation. This is this is something different. What you know what what could this be? It has to be something maybe Dupont or 3M is making. And Dupont and 3M said, mm, couldn't be us. <laughs> I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't need to laugh, but I think sometimes it's just like either out of, I cannot believe this bullshit, but people are shocked yeah. when they're, they're finding out that in some way they've known for years and yeah. years that they were poisoning us. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, 
I just, I just think that um, like, like so much else uh, that, that people confront in, in, you know, American life, and it's not just America, it's around the world. You know, once you begin to understand in one specific area, how the game is rigged uh, for people yeah. who have something so at stake, you know, yes. uh, that, that, that you see the, dif- you see the d- world differently ever after. Um, and not to get into conspiracy theories, but even the, at the official level, and you and I've, you know, banged our head against the wall f- for f- forever, you know, so chromium six, right? So, yes. so, so most people are stunned to find out the level that is legal is set so high, which the utilities say all the time, our water meets all state and federal standards. And that's true. The problem is the standards of what is legal don't equate to what's safe. Correct. Drinking all this shit. And in some cases, the scientists have gotten all tied up in government processes. They've been pushed. There's been pushback from defense contractors or utilities or mayors that run water right. utilities. They push back and say, no, don't set a standard. There are dozens of, you know, chemicals in our water where because of that pressure, either the scientists have never been able to say what was safe or if they were allowed to at least declare a number, that's where it ended. We didn't come forward with a, with a regulatory standard that made the utilities do something about it. That happened in California where hundreds of utilities were over the level that California state scientists said was safe. But then when they moved forward and, mm-hmm. and to set a legal limit, they basically let all of those uh, utilities off the hook. They didn't have to do anything because they just raised the legal level so high. No problem. Right. Well, and it's such a problem. And I, that, that connection, though, with our agencies and corporations, you know, I don't know if people are, aren't on to it. I think there's a real wake-up call happening in America right now. I really I do. do. I do, too. Where I think the science is actually catching up with policy. And yeah. when it does, those policies will have to be changed. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. The, the gap has, you know, for a long time was getting so wide. But I'll tell you what I think is changing it. Um, it's not so much that the that the regulators have found more room to maneuver. I think they're they've gotten maybe even more captured. It's the public. It's the fact yes. that you can go online and see what's in your water, see what's in your consumer products, see what's in the air, and and hear from people outside the you know, official uh, you know officialdom uh, saying, hey, you know, we're we're independent scientists, and we just want you to know, legal isn't safe. Right. right. And I, th- I think we need citizen science, too. I've come up against that yeah. my entire career because you're not a scientist, Aaron. You shouldn't be talking. Oh, OK. Well, I don't need to have a science degree to tell you the two headed frog and the green water is abnormal. Yeah. And I think people are finally waking up to that. They oftentimes don't want to speak out because somebody's going to say, oh, you're crazy or that's stupid or you don't know what you're talking about. And I remember a conversation with the scientist I had on the phone about chloramines and adding ammonia to the system. And people were reporting hair loss and sores on their scalp and issues like that. The scientist said, well, let's be honest, you don't have all the data to conclude that. I'm like, you're right, I don't. But here's something I don't think you've thought about. You don't have all the data either to conclude that it doesn't. And why, why are we not willing to... Look at the people, the very ones that were exposed, like the people in Hankley to Chrome 6, to the 
the causal link between a chemical and people's health and welfare. Why will science not do that? Yeah. And, you know, like, like we said, just, to, you know, sort of at the start, it, in the end, it sort of doesn't come down to science. It comes down to judgment calls. And what, in, what, what shapes your judgment calls? It ought to be, uh, you know, uh, extra care for human health. Uh, it mm-hmm. ought to be, you know, in the absence of information, you ought to take the stronger position. You ought to, you ought to tell people that, look, here's the level that's legal. We're not saying it's safe. We're just saying that we're the richest effing country in the world and and we and we're not going to pay for your for you to have clean water we've made we've lost a political fight and we're just going to give you unsafe water because to do otherwise would piss too many people off i mean say that at least i mean that's how we put it we we tell people look it's it becomes a political battle where you set the costs and where you set the benefits i mean how many how many kids that get cancer do you need before you have a cost well, I got one kid and one would be enough for me right? if he got cancer from water, right? Absolutely. So it boils down not to um, safety of their equipment or safety of their infrastructure or their people first. It's yeah. the almighty dollar first. And I think that's a bad business model that needs to change. We can't on the upfront, you know, blow all the money and not take care of the people or the infrastructure and let them be exposed and then at the end of the you know twenty year run, you've destroyed the environment, you've taken people's lives, and you're going to pay out billions and billions of dollars. Why don't you reverse that and do it the right way, the first way? Yeah, and and also you know disclose this information. I mean, uh, 3M and Dupont, um, you know, they, they got in trouble for the harm they did, but they got even in even more trouble, and their reputations have been destroyed for what they lied about and hid. Correct. cover up right and and that's that's the that's i think what begins to level the playing field that's where we need to move our policy so that if you're in the business of making chemicals or if you're in the process of doing something that that poses risk to the environment and human health there ought to be an extra layer of disclosure that doesn't threaten your business um it, it's it's a layer of disclosure that assures the public that we're all going to be looking early on at any harmful impacts that might be de- detected. That shouldn't be in your corporate control for decades. Correct. That shouldn't Correct. be your property. You know, the stuff's in, those poor people in Parkersburg and, and in the surrounding yes. area, they're poisoned for years by their the company that they were so loyal to. Uh, right. And I just, you know. That's it's a kick in the gut. Yeah, right? It is a total kick in the gut. And I think as we wake up and realize that now, Parkersburg is um, dark waters yes. with uh, Rob Balot. And uh, impressive how he took that company on for 20 oh some gosh. years. Yeah, yeah. And his book, Exposed. So that talks about the, the PFOA part of this. And it blows my mind that PFOA and PFOS are part of a chemical of families. What they took 3000 different chemicals and created PFCs. What, yeah, we don't wow, even what a, cock, what a yeah. cocktail. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. And again, I don't laugh to laugh. I laugh because I'm like, this is so stupid. I can't believe it. I can't believe we've been doing this for over 20 years that this has been going on and how we politicize chemicals in our water and our water issues when it's not, it has, we have got to get together on this issue. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I think, that, I think, I do think the first step is for, for people to wake up and realize that in fact, these rules are, are bent so badly uh, that they're, you know, they've 
they've actually gotten broken for many years. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, we just have to fess up to it. You know, we have to say, look, we have underinvested in safe drinking water for generations now. Correct. We need to fix it. We have allowed polluters to dump their stuff into the environment that ends up in our drinking water and our food and our air. And we need, we need to fix that. And, and there's, there's no, you can't wait for the pollutions at your doorstep and try and regulate your way back. You have to start much earlier with that and say, look, this kind of behavior just isn't okay. We're not going to clean it up for you. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to, we're not going to have taxpayers hire scientists to find all your molecules in the environment, in our babies and in whales right, and in Arctic right. ice. <laughs> we're not going to pay for that. You, you know, you, you need to not do it to begin with. So we need to know, what are you up to? Uh, if you can't Absolutely. make money, if you can't make money without polluting, you shouldn't be in in business. You know, I don't understand why everyone's so afraid of the truth. And that's where, when you start lying to the people, if you tell them the truth, they'll work with you. They'll have the ability to begin to protect themselves. But when you lie to them, that's yeah. when you lose the trust. That's when they're pissed off. And my dad used to always say to me, "Aaron, always tell the truth. While you may get into some trouble." it will be a lot less trouble than if you lied to me. Yeah. How could you have less trouble than Aaron Brockovich, though, really? Get, let's get realistic. <laughs> lying, <laughs> lying to my dad was not a good idea, as you know. I'll bet. I'll it bet. took yeah. me a while yeah. to get the message. Oh, man. Like I said, we could talk for 12 hours, and I, I want to try to stay focused even just on one chemical because we could talk about a lot. So we started with the PFOS. So yeah, yeah. Can, you, can you share why this is such a problem and how widespread it is? Well, you know, it's just I, I happen to think, um, you know, th- that – even though we kind of came up with the notion of global contaminants by thinking of DDT and dioxin and PCBs and all these other uh, sort of notorious villains of the chemical world, I think that PFOS that was made by 3M, PFOA that was made by 3M and DuPont, and then this this uh, basket of deplorables, if I could coin that term, uh, the PFAS, the PFAS, that, which is the, the term for for the thousands of chemicals that are related to this. I think this is the, the worst uh, global uh, contamination crisis we've, we've ever faced. It's, you know, I mean, climate change obviously is a crisis in and of itself related to this. But when you're looking at a, con- a chemical contaminant, it was, first of all, it was used for decades with no control. It, was, it went up their smokestacks. It, they dumped it into, uh, you know, bays and oceans and rivers. They, 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 they hid all of that. They knew people were getting exposed in drinking water. They knew their own factory workers were getting sick from the exposure. That's the first animals they exper- experimented on, the people they wrote paychecks to for God's sake. So, so they knew all of this for decades, and now uh, it never breaks down in the environment. So sunlight doesn't break it down, water, anaerobic conditions, nothing breaks it down. Nature doesn't break it down, which is probably why nature decided not to make it. It, it, does, it, right, it, it, it gets in your body. It causes all these health problems, and we know uh, that there are at least five important diseases caused by it because a federal judge ordered a study, and when the study was 
came back and said, yeah, these five diseases, two cancers and three other big problems uh, were, were caused by the one, one example, PFOA, the DuPont chemical. When, when that happened, the judge also ruled that DuPont has to pay to monitor 70,000 people for life uh, for medical conditions that might arise from it. So this family of chemicals, which EPA had no clue about as a problem until Rob Lott, uh, really, uh, his court case brought a bunch of these documents to light. That's the separate world in which these companies and the government operate that we all don't know about, except like you did in court, right? No, right. The, the regulators didn't know shit about the right. chemical you were working on in Hinkley. They were like, you know, they were at the kid's table. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're at the kid's table. And, and the real story, what was going on with pollution and what was not being uh, filtered and what was, you know, studies that weren't being made public, all of that was, you know, handled by the adults who ran the companies and did the damage. So the same thing happened with these chemicals, but, but they're all over the world. I mean, you really, you can find them in whales in the middle of the, you know, uh, Arctic Ocean. You can find them in penguins and flamingos. You find them in in babies' blood before they're born. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you don't even have to draw breath to have these chemicals in your body. Babies, that's, babies in the womb. That's extremely disturbing. And people don't know this information. And I think it's a huge shock to them when they find out. Yeah. This, it, it, it is because you've damaged every aspect of our lives, ourselves, our unborn children, our children, our animals, our ecosystem, our environment, the water. I mean, Fuck. Yeah. How is this even a fixable scenario? Ever? Well, this, this is, I mean, my, uh, some scientists at EWG recently published a, you know, a paper. They tried to track, track through it all, uh, Aaron, and, and figure out, okay, what, can you clean this stuff up in the environment? You can't, you can't, re you can't landfill it because it, then it gets into the water. You can't, we're not sure you can incinerate it yet uh, to burn it. So that, like we do with some, uh, you know, uh, you know, toxic chemicals used by the military. You, th there's no easy way to destroy it, and it's out there already. And they're putting putting more out all the time. Uh, they switch from the legacy bad ones, PFO and PFOS, to these this alphabet of PFHXS and all these other chemicals. They're they're substituting those in. We don't know much about them. We'll probably find out in 20 years. So. It's really, I mean, it's a, it's a, I think the technical word, word is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a clusterfuck. I think that's what science oh, yeah. it's terrible. Well, I could do, I could do a, a, a fuck every other word here. <laughs> um, so this is so ass backwards. Are we ever going to be able to get the EPA, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about policies. Um, you need to show the EPA a good five to eight year study first yeah we should I, I we have to we have to get there and we we have to also we have to be able to hold companies and the individuals who run them criminally and individually yeah. responsible when these yeah. things happen i mean dupont was investigated by the justice department at one point um i got a call from them um and um and they and they they just dropped the case. I mean, they, you know, they, they really, they settled with the tobacco industry. So you can mm -hmm. imagine that they'd settle mm -hmm. with anybody. And, uh, and so until the law has changed where CEOs have that responsibility and managers have that responsibility that they just can't walk away with, with their, you know, 
comfy earnings in a paycheck or stock, right. stock uh, earnings. Until that happens also, it's, it's not going to make a difference. And, and the transparency about the information from the very beginning, we need to know what they know right away. And if they don't know something, they, can't, they shouldn't be able to put it into the environment. To your point, you ought to, if, you want, if you think this chemical is so amazing that it should be used in firefighting foam all over the world, uh, that ends up in our water that we're now try, re, trying to have to clean up, plus all the firefighters who've been exposed. If you think that's so good, you need to come up with some incredible studies ahead of time. Absolutely. Not now. We, we can't, you know, these firefighters are dying from cancer and other diseases. We're supposed to say to them, hey, you know what, we're, you know, we're, we're now going to try to use taxpayers' money to run studies to see if you're okay. And right. DuPont is going to be pushing back against them with their own bogus studies. It's just Absolutely. all broken, all broken. It, 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 the whole, it's Houston, we got a problem, system failure. And yeah. on this particular chemical, Scott Pruitt hid the study once yeah. it was in. Yeah. The yeah. head of the EPA. Yeah. Riddle me that one. How did that happen? Well, I, you know, when you, when, when you appoint um, uh, industry lobbyists to these top positions, they, mm-hmm. they just sort of, it's sort of a smash and grab situation. Uh, you know, the real looting that's going on is going on in Washington, of course. Um, and it's these regulated industries getting special favors from EPA and FDA and every other agency that they can control, which they do now. Uh, under this president, uh, and they're, they're quite open about it, right? Uh, the, the 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 agenda is to deregulate, not not uh, protect people through more regulation. Well, this is the wake up call, and it's going to be a wake up yeah. call to people. And I, I like in Superman's not coming. You got to stop thinking or assuming that they got your back because they don't. And, and uh, talking about just this one chemical, okay? So EPA twenty years ago was notified. Hey, keep an eye on this bad actor. So without knowing anything about it, you set a guideline. Where did they get the guideline from? I don't know. Then they commission a study that costs millions, and then it catches up to us 20 years later, and it's, oh, shit, this causes all these cancers. What an ass-backward way to do anything. I don't know why all of us would not be up in arms. Yeah, and and that's what it's going to take, really. It's it's going to take people... Uh, you know, they have to get up in arms, then we have to help them find a way to sustain it. You can't just be crazy mad all the time. Right. Nope. But, but, but we need to, to make it part of people's, that, that their habits of mind, that, that they feel like they have a right, even though they may not be a scientist or, a, you know, a, a, a government uh, employee that's an expert in the field, they have a right to ask these basic questions. How did this stuff get in my water? Why are, why are you telling me late? Uh, why are mm-hmm. you so uncertain about its health effects? Why do some of your scientists, in fact, say it is dangerous and others don't? Why do the, some scientists get muzzled uh, mm-hmm. and work for government? All those basic questions, I think, are, are you know, it's, those are everyday common sense questions that need to drive the debate more than the official studies and the, right. the regulatory filings and the shenanigans in, in court, right? Uh, you've seen them. My, my goodness. Mm. I mean, every which way they could, uh, people tried to wriggle out of your case, right? But way back in the mm-hmm. day, right? They, 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 yeah. they, they just, they did everything they could. And, um, and that's, that's always going to happen. But I think people are basically waking up to the fact now that there's stuff in their water that shouldn't be there. Um, the government's paralyzed to the industries that they are supposed to regulate. And that was before Trump. Uh, 
Um, we should make that point, right, Aaron? Because we were we were fighting this yes. long before Trump came along, and we I have agree. plenty of problems right there. We need to fix the things. We need to fix things not so that we go back to where we were. Right. We need to fix things much deeper than that because we've been we've been frozen in terms of getting anything done on drinking water quality for. For the better part Since of the implementation of the yeah. Safe Drinking Water yeah, Act. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up. This has been going on for decades and why I don't like the right or the left side of the issue. You know, it was Republicans that implemented the Safe Drinking Water Act and some of mm-hmm. our better environmental laws. And I think both sides of the aisles must come together. That, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, it, uh, the, this, this water pollution, this uh, PFAS stuff, the, the, it, it's in the water in red states. Blue states, blue states and purple yep. states, right? Yep. It's everywhere. Yep. And, um, and last I looked, you know, Republicans had babies. Democrats had babies. Right. It's in their babies. It's in their grandchildren uh, right. that are on the way. So uh, th- there's no reason to think that we can't do a reset here. We just have to change the power that these companies have to control agency decisions, you know, bring their politicians in and uh, get them to do their bidding. That's, that's the heavy work that needs to be done. And that's where... Every voice matters because you get to vote on these people. You get right. to, you know, express your views. You get to ask them why. Why it's more important that a CEO get a big bonus at the end of the year than than you have clean water in your community that's located near their plant. Absolutely, absolutely, and we need a seat at the yep. table. Yeah, and not the and kids' table. No, I'm <laughs> the big sitting table. At the the big the adult table, even though I don't always act like an adult. Well, that's weird. I think they, they shouldn't hold us to that standard. That's no. <laughs> well, uh, like, well, this is, you know, I think this is eye-opening, and I hope it is for listeners. I hope it is for readers. Um, it's a lot to take in. You've got a recommendation for people. This is a big learning curve. I've, I've cried. I'm like, I can't, I can't seem to absorb it. For us to help absorb it, and to get involved, what would be your advice? For well, them? well, first of all, um, you know, it's, it's easier than it's ever been to be involved. When it comes to drinking water, you know, go to the EWG tap water database and just, just, just look at how we explain our position. We, mm-hmm. we got so tired of seeing hundreds of uh, chemicals and well over 100 that had no drinking water standard that we set our own. EWG scientists sat down. They said, okay, we're going we're gonna to look and see what we think is safe based on what government and independent scientists have said. That's a, one place to start. Read your book. Read all your books. I mean, read Aaron Brockovich's <laughs> books, but read the, read the new one uh, because uh, if, if Superman is coming, it's you. It's not someone yes. else. It's you. It's, it, you, yep. you, have, you have to put the cape on yourself. And, That's um, right. Uh, and and the and and the and the tights. <laughs> <laughs> I used yeah. Well, I, yeah. I don't know why my thoughts went there, but anyway, put on <laughs> put on whatever you want to put on, and but probably because I'm usually wearing the most worst outfit. Where someone's like, really, am I going to take it seriously here? <laughs> it's like, but you know, but Listen, I, I'm hey, taking you on Capitol it. Hill. It works. Yeah, it works. You can't, can't judge a book by its cover, right? You have to be careful about that one. <laughs> So, seriously, no matter what you wear, 
you know, just, just yes. have a voice. And there are people out there that are, that we're, you know, we got, we do have your back. Aaron Brockovich has your back. EWG has your back. A lot of the groups I'm sure that you mentioned in, in the. And your community will, because oftentimes we aren't engaging them and they have and are experiencing exactly what you are. Yeah. And when they find each other, that collective becomes really powerful. Yep. Yep. Now I have to say, in my experience, women get it faster than oh, men. Right? They do. Yeah. They do. Because they're moms. For, yeah, as moms and just, you know, they uh, you know Well, they, women have a keen sense of intuitions or that gut sense and they they tend to follow that common sense uh feeling that I, I, they get. What is I think that's right. But here's they don't what I say to men. What what gets men in my observation is when they've been lied to. Mm-hmm. When you show them what a company knew mm-hmm. and didn't tell anybody, for a lot of men that relates to some experience they've had in their life where their boss or their higher up or someone lied to them about something. That clicks. Well, let me just tell the men out there listening to this to this podcast, you've been lied to big time. All you have to do is look you know, at any of the work that Aaron's been doing, we've been doing, lots of other groups have been doing, some of these court cases that have shown what they knew and when they knew it because the documents got yanked out of the companies against their will. A judge said, yes, you need to tell us what you knew. You need to show us the memos, show us the secret studies, show us all the shit that you knew you were doing to people and the planet all along. We're going to put it out in the public light, we're going to take you to trial. When that happens, when that happens, I would say to men, just read the documents and see what these people knew. And then you'll understand that the whole system is rigged towards keeping secret problems that interfere with making money. And that won't surprise any man out there. The women, you know, they, you, you know the, the superior gender gets it. <laughs> but yeah. we got we to bring the guys along. I agree with you, and I'm so glad we've had this conversation because it is the guys, it is the girls, it is the youth, and it isn't just for Republicans or Democrats and how we bring this all. This planet is all of our homes, yeah. and she's in peril. Oh, man. And usually we will support and intervene for anyone a situation that we love. And day zero could be here for any one of us. You know, climate change is water. And people don't oftentimes realize that. But what I found interesting and why we've talked about Johannesburg, South Africa, is they, they listened, they planned, they were prepared, they did the rationing, they did what was necessary to divert day zero. Yeah. That's not what we're doing right now, at least not here. That's right. So in all fairness, as you said, and I completely agree, these problems didn't end up on our doorstep today or under this current administration. It's been an erosion of decades. And we could go both sides of the aisle on that one. Absolutely. What is this current administration, in your opinion, when it comes to water issues and climate change not addressing? Where have they made the missteps? Well, you know, there have been so many, so many rollbacks of law of, of, of regulations. You, you know, you could come up with a long list of those. I'll tell you what really uh, sort of bothers me the most is, and I know you've seen the same thing. Um, you, you know, environmentalism has changed. We, we can see now that there's a sustainable, clean future that's not 
fanciful, not made up, right? I mean, mm -hmm. 20 years ago, if you talked about solar power, it was a little kooky, right? I mean, let's face it. it <laughs> yes, was, it's it's like, true. Where are the panels? What, what do you mean? Uh, yeah. But now we're going to have green energy. We're going to have batteries. We're going to have wind power, hydrogen power. All these things are coming about. Organic food used to be, you know. You, oh, you my gosh, right? It. Now it's everywhere. Uh, clean cosmetics are coming along and, yes. and, and, and drinking water, you know, the bottled water is getting cleaner. We're still not making progress on the tap water d the way we need to, but the public's aware of it. They're doing their work around by buying water filters where they can. But I think the next step is going to be to force the utilities to do something. And so here's the thing. What's so disappointing about this administration, it's not surprising, but it's disappointing is, then instead of locking in on a, a future that would produce more jobs, produce better environmental benefits, you know, make, make the important change which we need to, to make happen while we grew the economy, they decided they needed to hold the economy back. Whereas in the, in, in the world of environmentalism now, what we're is becoming as important as what we fought against. We're against the bad water, but, but we see the future where we can, you know, we can clean up this waste if we put, set our minds to it. We can identify it. We can help water utilities clean up. We can replace the shitty pipes and Flint and everywhere else. We know mm -hmm. we can do that. We've identified that. We can eat healthier food. We can have cleaner air. We can have electric cars instead of internal combustion engines. We can have power plants that don't spew uh, ash uh, and, and, and poison us. They can, they can run by sunlight. So, that's the thing that's so upsetting, uh, Aaron, is we, and, and I would, I would lay some of this on the Democrats who came before too, by the way, who mm -hmm. said, let's, let's, you know, uh, they, they backed away from some of the mm -hmm. you know, bold choices that were in front of them. That's what we need. We need boldness. That's where Aaron Brockovich comes in. Uh, <laughs> really. I'm hoping more and more see us through environmental working group through Superman's not coming. And all the blaming in the world, you and I both know, and all that finger pointing that's going on takes us nowhere. Yeah. That cycle has to be broken. Because, you know, frankly, at this point, I don't give a damn who did what. It's here. It's real. And we must find the solution and begin the task yeah. of cleaning up our mess. I feel like I'm talking to my five-year-old granddaughter. Pick <laughs> up your room. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, did you, I mean, I don't know. Do, do, do people just dump, dump bags of garbage over the fence into their neighbor's yard? Why don't they do that? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you be able to do that if you can dump your uh, PFAS chemicals into a, a, you know, a, a landfill or into a river that's going to end up and coming out of someone's tap? It, it just doesn't make, it just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's immoral. It's unethical. Um, in the end, I, you know, we need to make sure it's bad business. It isn't always. Sometimes they lie and get away with it. Then they spin off right. the company and the liability with it. And uh, everybody walks home who uh, made it happen with uh, a nice fat, um, you know, nice fat um, nest egg. So it does sometimes, it needs to be, that, that part needs to be fixed. That, that governance piece needs to be fixed. Well, if we could look at a win-win for all. And if companies, and I think about PG&E all the time, yeah, um, because they paid $333 million on Hinkley. Um, they're in about a 100-year cleanup, so we could tap them for defense costs and clean up another $100 million. Then up and down their pipeline, they blew up San Bruno. That cost yep. them billions. The fire, 20, a third of their company. Are we kidding? Because we could tally up pretty quickly 60 
billion dollars. Yeah. And had you on that upfront invested in your infrastructure and your people, you would have saved the environment, saved lives, and you would have still made money. Yeah. That's exactly right. And it's true company after company. Every time we've gotten involved in one of these issues, PCBs and Aniston, uh, MTB, oh, God, yeah. right? The, that yep. MTB fiasco that you and I worked Ugh. on, right? Uh, we, you keep throwing us back in time. Yeah, I know. But you look in the, at the documents and they, they knew all along and they knew they, right. they, knew they were in trouble. Uh, and, and so the, you know, the, the lawyer said, deal with it. It's liability. The scientists and tech and engineers said, we can solve the problem. And the business people said, fuck it. We're making money. <laughs> I always love having someone on my show that drops that good old F bomb. You know, it makes first time think- I heard it was that first time I ever <laughs> oh, heard don't that say word it was, was you. I think, I don't remember. We were at, we were at dinner in DC. I'd never heard that term, but it's, uh, I've used it ever since. I'm often lost for words, but you know, fuck it says it all. Don't it? You know, we all got just like, saying, oh. just saying. Yeah, you know, I could go in there and say, "What are you doing?" And it just goes by. But the what the fuck are you doing? Suddenly, <laughs> somebody knows. Ooh, yeah. did they catch us? Is something wrong? And you know, I'll kind of close out simply because we giggle about going back in time to MTBE. Oh, oh my man. gosh, that was forever ago. You could even were- smell it was bad, right? You didn't even <laughs> do a test. You could smell a part per billion. And they're like, no, oh, I don't see the problem. No, I don't think so. That's the gaslight that goes on. What you see and what you smell yeah. isn't real. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. I'm like, yeah. oh, don't even go there with me. And I think everybody else is kind of feeling that these days. But we talk about going back in time, and that is how I've always done my work. I'm a dyslexic, but even in Hinkley, the numbers that you're dealing with today are a lower number of a higher number in time, and that's what I go back for. So we go back to, we did it, started MTBE, we go back, we started at Aaron Brockovich, and it makes me think of the movie Men in Black. And the song that says <laughs> to understand the future, you got to go back in time. Yeah, I think Who that's, knew? that's right. That's right. We've done it. And um, yeah, I just, I, I just have to tell everyone who's listening that, you know, some of the most fun and most impact um, I've experienced working on Capitol Hill is to walk into a room with you and, 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 and in a way that people might not expect, I mean, I remember we. I won't name. I won't name him because he was a great guy. But um, and he was a senator. And Republicans so thrilled to meet the Aaron Brockovich. And then you know the the, the conversation uh, at the by the end of it, he said, "You know what? I'm I, I'm going to work on Camp Lejeune with you." Oh yeah, I know he, who you're talking about. Hundreds of miles away, and he was a very conservative uh, Republican. Uh, I had a relationship with him from my work in agriculture and he'd not, not met you, but I just want to, to your credit, the case you make and the way you make it in common sense terms from the perspective of everyday people that had more impact on him than any of the scientific studies at Camp Lejeune. It it opened his staff's eyes to those studies, Mm -hmm. but you can, when you connect to people at a human and emotional level, and, and, and they, they understand that you're not, you're not spinning them. You're not, it, it's not 
It's not crazy talk. It's just person to person. This is an issue. That's when politicians are at their best. And I just, I just saw you have the ability to do that so many times, whether it was with the head of EPA um, or, or with, uh, you know, some top, you know, Senator on Capitol Hill. Lisa Jackson. I remember that. Lisa was great. Yeah. She She was great. She loved it. Right. And she still is great. She's I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan and what she's doing at Apple is, um, is really incredible. But um, yeah, I mean, well, you know, um, there are people too, and maybe in their job, they forget that, or we forget that we're people too, and not the politician and, and how to just be human, just how to be yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, we all want clean water. None of us want to get sick or suffer cancer or watch our child suffer with cancer or our neighbor's child suffer with cancer. Or Amen. So if we can all join forces, I do think, Ken, that moment's here. I, I really believe that. And I never like to go away and, and doom because I don't feel that. I think there's a great awakening and I'm actually really excited about it. It's a shift that will get us to the future. I think that's right. I don't think there's ever been a better time to be an environmentalist. Yeah. You know, we're not passing laws. We're playing defense on regulations and we have been for a long time, to be perfectly mm. honest. But there's something that's happening now. I think it's the youth coming into the movement. Absolutely. That Gen like, Z, uh, yeah. a lot of, they're, they're on it. The, yeah, climate change grabbed a lot of them, but they're migrating into all kinds of other issues. We hear from them every day. I know you. Yep. they come to yep. your talks and yep. wherever you may be. I think that energy is there. I think the energy of the Internet, the disclosures, which is related to youth, um, also a big factor. Um, I, and I think the rising up of uh, challenging, uh, whether they're uh, Democrats or Republicans, the challengers that are coming up and saying, hey, you know, we, we need to do business a different way. We're not going to yes. just let you two fight partisan fights for the next Well, because it's years. not working. Doesn't, nothing happens. I think happens. we all see nothing's working. Yeah. yeah. And I've always thought us baby boomers, by the way, are the rock stars when it comes to activism. And these generation and Gen Z, I see them. They've got that same oomph. And they do. Them with the baby boomers and the wisdom we can pass on and the torch that they can pick up, you know, gives me hope. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. Let's, 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 uh, let's work together to, to you know, help, um, you know, work side by side with these great young uh, leaders and, and uh, the ranks of uh, so many people stirred up uh, about these outrages in our society. So let's, let's make it happen, my friend. Well, here's, we are, because now I'm going to have to pull out the stilettos. I'm going to have to call Ken and go, I'll meet you in DC <laughs> and let's go shake it up. <laughs> <laughs> we will do it. We will do it. When we get to, you know, who you get on an airplane now, no one will meet with you, but we'll do yeah, it. I know, we'll but get, we're we'll, going to get there. Okay. Or Sacramento. Maybe we can do Sacramento. Could be a warm up. Oh, that'd be a great warm up. Yeah. And we could drive. You're right there. I can. And also, and also, you know, Sacramento is a much better. It's not. It's not an easy uh, fight, but it's it's a more manageable fight to get something done in the legislature and with the governor there. So and it affects the whole country. It does. Well, they always say, so goes California, so goes the nation. But we don't have to wait for it to trickle down from the top. We can start in your own backyard, at your own city council, to your own agencies, to your own governor, and change something in your backyard and in your state. 
we share that in the book. But I'm so glad you mentioned that because yeah, it's critical. We don't have to wait. Yeah. And you'll learn so much with every interaction if you stay with it that as you move to different levels in the system to fight, you'll be a much better fighter. Absolutely. And, you know, take our anger and turn it into action and you need the tools to fight. And you give them that. I hope I give them that. I miss you, my friend. And I'm going to go. I'm going to tell you, we're going back to D.C. We got work to do. (laughs) I cannot wait. All right, hon. I miss you. I love you. Thank you so much. And I love you. I will see you soon. Woo. Woo. Bye, Ken. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. See you later. Sarah Brockovich, you're listening to Superman's Not Coming, and we'll be right back. Okay, I'm sorry. I think that was absolutely amazing. Ken Cook, you are phenomenal. You are such a leader in the work, and what a wonderful message that you gave and reminded us of about chemicals, and most importantly, you know, this can't be the right side versus the left side and how we need to come together. This has been decades in the making and stop their finger pointing and get us, we, the people to, to hear this, to learn the information, to rise up as he was talking about, get to that city council, grow from the bottom. Let's not wait for it to trickle down from the top. Ken, you are fabulous. You are such a great leader. I'm so excited to have you on today and sharing with people so they too can understand what's going on and where the system failed and how we can get on track. So like I said, Ken, uh, I look forward to seeing you. Let's start at Sacramento legislation, California, and let's find our way back to the Capitol, please. Cause we got a lot of work to do. You were fabulous. My friend, thank you for imparting great wisdom and sharing with us today. 